Welcome to Misty 101 podcast. We hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. South London women forced to pay neighbours' bills for three years due to council blunder. A woman ended up paying her neighbours' bills after a South London council housed her in a block of flats with only one water and electricity meter. The unnamed woman, known as Mrs X, spent over three years paying the man's bills and council tax due to the blunder. The local government regulator has now ordered Lambeth Council to hand the woman £600 for the trouble the problem had caused her. It also told the council to pay Mrs X 30% of her utility bills and council tax from when she moved into the property in December 2018. An ombudsman report on the blunder explained, We found the council at fault for placing Mrs X in the accommodation without ensuring it was properly set up for individual billing, and its failure to resolve the matters when she brought it to its and its agent's attention. The council agreed to apologise and make payment to Mrs X. It also agreed for it, or its agent to take responsibility for her utility and council tax costs until the individual billing issues are resolved she was in danger of becoming homeless. The flat was managed by an agent. The contract Mrs X signed said she was responsible for paying the bills and council tax for her flat only. In the autumn of 2019 she received a letter from the local council demanding council tax for the whole building. A few months later she realised the property only had one electricity meter, meaning she was paying for her neighbour's bills. Mrs X came to an agreement with the other man who lived in the building to split the electricity payments. But she was still paying his share of council tax and water. She asked a solicitor to solve the problem with the property's agent but nothing changed. Mrs X then complained to her landlord the council, about the issue. Lambeth arranged for the agent to pay her £990 to cover the water and council tax money. But it denied it was at fault. The Ombudsman report said, in its final response the council agreed Mrs X should only pay her fair share of the costs, but it did not uphold her complaint. It said it was the landlord and its agent's responsibility to set up the separate utilities and council tax for the flats. If this was not possible it could transfer Mrs X to another temporary accommodation. A spokesperson for Lambeth Council said, The council has fully accepted the LGO's, local government ombudsman, ruling in this case and we will, of course carry out the actions set out by the Ombudsman to remedy the injustice experienced by Mrs X. We have apologised to Mrs X, and agreed to pay her £300 to acknowledge the distress she experienced as a result of our service, and of our agent's failure to resolve her utility and council tax billing issues when she raised them. In addition, We have agreed to pay a sum to acknowledge the time and trouble she had to bring the matter to the attention of the council, our agents and the ombudsman and to make a contribution to her utility bills and council tax from the date she moved into the accommodation until one month after this decision. 
we will also remind our staff that the council remains responsible for the actions taken on our behalf by our housing and temporary accommodation agent. Lambeth will remind our agent to ensure it only places individuals in temporary accommodations which have been set up to facilitate individual billing of utilities and council tax, unless in circumstances where such charges are included in the rent. Tesco mocked over vile £9 Easter eggs nobody wants even after they've been reduced. Now that the Easter bank holiday weekend is out of the way, you may have noticed that a number of supermarket shelves are filled with discounted eggs with hopes of pushing them off the shelves. Supermarket giant Tesco is no different, and the well-known store has reduced a number of items now that the holiday is over. However, Tesco shoppers have been left horrified with £9 Easter eggs that are still on shelves, when you see which ones they are, you'll probably not be too surprised. People have taken to social media to share pictures of shelves full of bounty Easter eggs, the Christmas celebrations tub but in supermarket form. Disgruntled shoppers took to social media to share their thoughts. Posting on Twitter on Easter Monday, one social media user, at this isn't nath, shared a picture of a shelf full of bounty Easter eggs. The shelves are packed full of the eggs, which are on offer for £9 for club card holders, or £12 if you don't have one. The social media user wrote, literally nobody wants bounty Easter eggs. The post didn't go unnoticed by other social media users who quickly rushed to slam the controversial eggs. At Tyna Fluffs wrote, I wouldn't pay nine quid for it. Maybe three. At this isn't Nath replied, Tesco should be paying asterisk me asterisk to eat a bounty tbh. At Zakot Kovac slammed, no one wants their hollow chocolate egg tainted by coconut. At RT said, anyone who likes coconut is a psychopath. On Reddit, another person posted a similar picture, writing, people voting with their wallets. One person responded, pound nine. Nine. Quid. I love a bounty, but nine great British pounds. Do one, Tesco. Somebody else replied, I'll take one away for nine pounds. Oh, wait they want you to pay them. Another disgusted Tesco shopper commented, 9 quid for the leftovers of a celebrations tin. While somebody else wrote, making a bounty Easter egg is the equivalent of hiring Jabbar the Hutt as a ring girl. Yet another hater simply wrote, vile. However, some people did rock up to defend the bounty. One fan praised, I love bounty. You are all weird. Another exclaimed, Bounty bars are actually my favorite. I'd consider buying one but the price is making my eyes melt out of their sockets. Supplements warning, four vitamins and minerals that may carry a higher risk of cancer. Vitamins and minerals promise a wealth of health benefits, but very few have scientifically proven attributes. In fact, even their safety has been thrown into question since a number of studies highlighted potential cancer risks. Four supplements, in particular, may increase the odds of the disease unless taken at the correct dose.
In earlier research conducted by Tim Beyer, Director for Cancer Prevention and Control at the University of Colorado Cancer Center, a number of supplements may were found to increase the likelihood of cancer. The researcher, who led a meta-analysis of 12 trials involving more than 300,000, probed the relationship between cancer and several vitamins to assess their protective effect. The analysis revealed that taking high doses of beta-carotene, selenium, vitamin E, and folic acid were all linked with an increased risk of cancer. The lead researcher said it remained unclear why supplements had these adverse effects, as other supplements included in the analysis didn't. Selenium Supplements Studies suggest that taken at higher doses, selenium supplements can cause serious side effects. While the supplement's association with cancer remains unclear, some research suggests it may increase the risk of aggressive and secondary tumors. In the study led by the University of Colorado Cancer Center, the supplement appeared to be linked to a higher risk of skin cancer. Some studies have suggested there may be a link between vitamin E and a higher risk of prostate cancer. A statement on the government's website suggests that at high doses, vitamin E may act as a pro-oxidant, instead of an antioxidant. The National Cancer Institute points out, however, that no link has been found between dietary sources of vitamin E and prostate cancer risk. Conversely, high levels of alpha-tocopheryl in the blood may be linked with a lower risk of developing advanced prostate cancer. Folic acid, B vitamin. There is mixed evidence supporting the link between folic acid use and an increased risk of colon cancer. But studies suggest the supplement could be a double-edged sword for the disease. In 2009, research published in the Journal of the American Medical Association showed that heart patients who took folic acid and vitamin B12 supplements had a significantly higher risk of cancer. Folic acid and B12 supplements were associated with a 21% increased risk for cancer, and a 38% increased risk of dying from the disease. Beta-carotene Beta-carotene supplements have been associated with an increased risk of lung cancer in people who smoke, or have been exposed to asbestos. In one study of 29,000, Researchers found an 18% increased risk of lung cancer among individuals taking 20 mg of beta-carotene a day for 5 to 8 years. Foods that are rich in beta-carotene, however, are appeared safe and appear to lower the risk of cancer, according to the Mayo Clinic. UK and Kurdish leaders discuss energy exports to replace Russian oil and gas. London, Reuters Kurdish Prime Minister Masroor Barzani spoke with British leader Boris Johnson about his desire to export energy to Europe and reduce reliance on Russian oil and gas. Prime Minister Barzani spoke about his aspiration to export energy to Europe, and the Prime Minister, Johnson, lauded his efforts to help reduce Western reliance on Russian oil and gas. A British government readout of a meeting between the two in London said. Café owners discussed as tourist brands all locals inherently lazy in rude rant. Chris Dixon, owner of Holy Mackerel Café in Helford, Cornwall, 
said the man became angry and demanded to be served when he was told the kitchen had finished for the day. The guest then launched a mad rant about Cornish people, calling them too inherently lazy to work. Chris was furious but admitted it wasn't the first time he's been verbally abused in his own business, reports Cornwall Live. The cafe owner said, we closed the kitchen at 3pm and the man and his partner came in just after, asking for food. When we explained that kitchen was already closed, he started asking us to have whatever he could see was cooking in the oven behind us but that was for another customer who had already ordered it. When we refused to serve him, he got increasingly annoyed before going on a mad rant about Cornish people. He first asked me if I was Cornish and when I said no and asked him if he was he scoffed and said absolutely not. Then he said that Cornish people are so poor because they are too inherently lazy to work and said that Londoners like him keep the Cornish alive. After the guy finished his mad rant at us, he stropped off. Domestic tourism, especially in Cornwall, saw a huge spike last summer due to travel restrictions imposed by the pandemic, but this led to similar cases of rude and selfish behaviour. Chris fears it'll repeat itself this year, with summer bookings for accommodation in the county reaching capacity by September last year. He said, I couldn't believe how rude he was to us. It's just going to be another year of it for us but we don't want it again. People come down to Cornwall expecting it to be open 24-7 but we're not Benidorm, we're in Helford which is a small village. We get abuse from people at least once a week but not as bad as that man. I don't want another repeat of it, it's too early in the season. Writing on Facebook, he said, calling all Cornish businesses. This man abused us in the cafe today barking that all Cornish are inherently lazy and that they need Londoners like him to even survive without them we are nothing. Tell him how you feel about this if he wants to eat or be served in your establishment apparently visits Cornwall a lot and should be treated better. We were closed and obviously didn't serve him. Ukrainian workers flee modern slavery conditions on UK farms. Hundreds of Ukrainians are believed to be living and working informally in Britain after escaping from farms they were working at, with many claiming to have been subjected to conditions of modern slavery. Ukrainians made up by far the largest proportion of workers in the UK on seasonal worker visas in 2021. Of the 29,631 visas issued under the T5 seasonal work scheme, Two-thirds, 19,920, were given to Ukrainians. The Scottish Refugee Council estimates there are up to 6,000 Ukrainians in the UK. The farm workers are not eligible for the two main government schemes that support Ukrainian refugees the Family Scheme and the Community Sponsorship Scheme. From the 3rd of May, the Ukraine Extension Scheme will be open for applications. This will allow people to stay for three years and switch to a different visa route, allowing them to seek alternative employment. However, 
it does not apply to those not working on farms at the time applications are made whose visas expired on or before 31 December 2021. Those whose visas expired on or after 1 January 2022 can apply for the new extension scheme even if they have left the farm. The Guardian has spoken to one Ukrainian worker who is in a state of acute distress about her situation after fleeing conditions on farms that she said were akin to modern-day slavery. She is an IT expert with two university degrees and came to the UK with her partner, who has almost finished his training to become a doctor, in the hope of earning money. She has provided an account almost 3,000 words long to the Work Rights Centre a charity that helps migrants to access employment justice. It details appalling working conditions on the farms she and her partner worked on from August 2021 until they escaped in January. She and her partner are now doing cleaning and construction work jobs respectively in the underground economy. We have come across many, many other Ukrainians who, like us, have run away from farms cannot return to Ukraine and so have been forced to work here illegally she said. I feel like I am a hostage in the UK. My parents have told me I must not go back to Ukraine under any circumstances because our city is being shelled. I feel trapped. She added, nobody cares what happens to seasonal workers. I thought our rights would be well protected in the UK but this has not happened. Working on the farm is probably one of the worst experiences and worst treatment of my life. She and her boyfriend worked on a cherry farm, where they were not allowed to wear gloves, leading to their hands bleeding and skin beginning to peel off. She said workers on one farm staged a protest over the poor conditions and were punished by being suspended for a week. They set unachievable targets she said. Through threats and humiliation, people were forced to work tirelessly wearing off the skin on their hands and feet until it bleeds. If a person fell off a stepladder they were sent to the campsite to recover on their own or flew home. On the huge farm workers campsite she and her partner were living on, all but 38 workers fled. She said, People left to work illegally in the cities in order to solve their financial problems and protect their well-being. I will never go to work on any of the farms again there are no happy stories. Everyone runs away. A review by the Home Office and the Department for Food, the Environment and Rural Affairs, DIFRA published at the end of last year found that seasonal workers on a post-Brexit pilot scheme launched in 2019 to harvest fruit and vegetables were subjected to unacceptable welfare conditions. Issues cited by some workers included a lack of health and safety equipment, racism, and accommodation without bathrooms, running water or kitchens. Graham O'Neill, the policy manager at the Scottish Refugee Council, said, it is dreadful that hundreds of Ukrainians here, worried sick about family, friends and war crimes at home, now find themselves destitute, their seasonal visas expired due to having to flee conditions on farms. 
he called on the Home Secretary to give seasonal workers the right to remain in the UK and bring family members to safety here. Dr Dora Olivia Vicol, the director of the Work Rights Centre, said, I'm extremely concerned for the safety of Ukrainians who had to flee exploitative work conditions on British farms and have since become undocumented. She said many had resorted to working precariously in the underground economy. The Home Office should acknowledge that the war in Ukraine is a humanitarian crisis, and offer protection to all Ukrainians in the UK, documented or otherwise she said. A government spokesperson said, Ukrainians on seasonal worker visas can apply for three years leave under the Ukraine Extension Scheme. Under no circumstances should any seasonal workers in the agricultural sector be forced to work in exploitative conditions. We strongly advise any people in these circumstances to report issues to the police so steps can be taken for their safeguarding and well-being. The Surprising Health Benefits of Drinking Tea Drinking tea can do wonders for your health. But don't take my word for it, here are the experts. Put down that cup of coffee, it's time to rethink your daily brew. The simple swap of coffee beans for tea leaves could boost your health and well-being, with benefits reaching all aspects of the body from hydration, mental and cognitive, cardiovascular, metabolic, bones, gut health and immunity. Black tea is the most popular tea in Britain and has the most all-round health benefits explains Dr Tim Bond a natural health expert and tea specialist at the Tea Advisory Panel. A cup of any type of tea will help boost your mood, thanks to the L-theanine, which is an amino acid unique to tea in the UK diet that can significantly reduce symptoms of anxiety and promote relaxation. Specific herbal teas, like chamomile and lemon verbena, can also do anything from calm to aid sleep. All types of tea contain a range of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory flavonoids and consuming these can reduce cell damage, which may explain the reduced risk of chronic disease in tea drinkers in general. Tea flavonoids improve endothelial function, the membrane that lines the inside of the heart and blood vessels, thus reducing inflammation inside the blood vessels and dilating them which helps to control blood pressure and arterial health. Tea flavonoids are also neuroprotective meaning they protect nerve cells in the brain and throughout the nervous system from damage and degeneration. Research by the Grocer found that three quarters of Brits drink a cup of tea at least once a day and 13% of us drink at least six cups daily. However, Evidence suggests that you only need two to four cups of a black and forward slash or green tea a day to reap the benefits of a brew and Dr. Bond suggests looking for tea from the Camellia sinensis plant, which is used for black green, masher, oolong and white teas. For those who love a herbal tea, these should be consumed in addition to black or green tea and not instead of. In my opinion, the top three teas are black. Green and red bush, oh along, comma says Dr. Bond. Black tea thanks to the L-theanine, which contributes to overall brain health, including mood and cognitive, for example, improving focus, alertness, as well as memory. 
It's also the top tea for cardiovascular health. Ruabos, Red Bush, has a different polyphenol profile, which possesses potent antioxidant actions and has heart health benefits and both black and green tea can reduce age-related cognitive decline. There's also emerging evidence that drinking tea can benefit your fitness performance. A study by the Tea Advisory Panel, TAP, the Trade Association for the UK Tea Industry, found that black or green tea could help you reach your health and fitness goals faster and are also the perfect alternative to water when it comes to hydration after a workout. The Tea for Sport and Fitness study looked at the sports and fitness environment, IG, cycling, running, walking, training, endurance, exercise, athletics, to evaluate the impact of tea drinking on concentration, weight, hydration, sleep, muscle strength and fitness says Dr. Bond. Green tea, in particular, was shown to help weight loss, with four cups of masha green tea over 24 hours leading to increased fat oxidation when test subjects went on a 30-minute brisk walk. Three cups of green tea daily over eight weeks reduced central body fat effects that increased when participants drank the tea and did some aerobic exercise at the same time. This is great news for anyone looking to give their summer training regime a boost as the study also found that when drinking green tea was paired with resistance training, body fat decreased even more along with an increase in muscle strength and lean body mass. The NHS currently recommends we do 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity or at least 75 minutes of vigorous activity each week so dehydration is always a worry, especially as we approach the summer months as even a slight increase in dehydration can impact aerobic exercise performance. This TAP paper also looked at the impact of tea on hydration adds Dr. Bond. Just 4 to 6 cups of black tea was found to be as hydrating as water and unlike water, tea also contributes antioxidant flavonoids, which can contribute to improved sleep, cardiovascular health and better focus, aspects which are important in fitness activity and training. As little as 1 cup of green tea reduced stress and improved sleep quality which is important as it is while we are sleeping that our body recovers and repairs itself. With mounting evidence touting tea as the perfect cupper for overall health and now fitness, it might be time to start stocking up on the rosy lee. Herbs like chamomile, lavender, ashwagandha and hemp, pucker piece tea will support you during life's pressures. Brew Tea Company's English breakfast tea in a tin can help reduce risk of heart disease and diabetes. Tea India Masala Chai Tea contains ginger, cinnamon and cardamom which help boost immunity, well-being, digestion and relaxation. Clipper teas use plant-based, biodegradable, non-gram and unbleached tea bags. It's also the world's largest buyer of Fetrade tea. Its organic pure green tea is natural and contains nothing artificial. Hydrating and caffeine-free, Tic Tac Ruabos tea is sourced from Cape Town, South Africa. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast. We thank you for your support. We hope to see you again next time.